Hi, hello, how are you? Thanks for stopping by. Today we're going to talk to some real people about some real things, living real lives, doing real stuff. This is the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by the Prince of Partying, Party Boy Pete McCormick, and N-Dub's favorite son, Schwap Game Steve Cabot. Party Boy Pete, how are we feeling today, my man? I'm feeling pretty good, Matt. One day before the weekend, it's uh, let's get let's get this party started. I love it. Schwap Game, how are we doing, brother? He was a little down, but Pete got him back up. He's thirsty. Let's go. He does that. He He has that effect. All right. So you can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and hang out with us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. All right. Let's get this thing started. Let's go. It's our objective to be effective. All right, so I want to talk first. Last week we aired the Malik Harris episode. Let me tell you, the feedback I got from this was phenomenal. Great story. He's uh, he's a great dude. He uh, he has twelve kids. He owns a boxing gym. He's starting a clothing line. He works as a delivery for a beverage distribution company. He's worked a delivery guy delivering milk. He's been he's been a trash man. He's been a cable repo guy. You know, he's been dishwashing. He has all these jobs. <laughs> really, really great stuff. Pete, what I know we uh you were on the episode and we aired it together or uh we, we recorded it together. What'd you think listening back to the episode? You know, uh we recorded, you know, another interview last night and a term came up that I think applies to Malik too, and that is a grinder. He is a grinder. If there was a job, he was gonna get it, figure it out, do it well, and move on. Couldn't um, I loved it. Uh one of the things that I liked was mm-hmm. we were talking about like, you know, uh Tech is crazy. You get an Amazon package delivered today in the same amount of time it took you to download one tit in the 90s because we were talking about back in the day how slow uh, download speeds were. Yeah. No, you're – dude, Pete, you're 100% right, and that's a great quote that you have from the episode. But, yeah, it, it is crazy when you have those, like – remember for, like, 56K and dial-up, yeah. like, all of that. Like, and he was telling – and here's a secret for all those people who didn't listen is they have a thing in delivering called a hot run. And if you want to get a package delivered you same day as ordering, do it before noon because noon is the hot run. So very good. Yeah, Steve. Or, uh, uh, yeah, Pete. Great stuff. Really. And great dude, too. I really had fun oh, yeah. recording yeah. with him. Yeah. Look, you have a uh, yeah, anybody that has 12 kids and we didn't hear him screaming, you know, throughout the house. So you must be doing something right. <laughs> uh, for sure. Absolutely. Speaking of. Steve, uh, what did you think of the episode? And I know that you have a, a third-party connection with Malik. So what do you got, pal? Sure do. 
what I got out of it is uh, for every kind of like the last episode too. for any younger people out there listening, you work hard, you get what you want. He just proves it. You know, don't let people tell you that things aren't possible. My man's raising 12 kids. Uh, the third party connection I have is a guy that helps train them at Keystone Sports. Ah. Been going there for a long time. So he knows one of my best friends, uh, Kevin Zeblum. So uh, shout out Keystone Sports and his place. But uh, uh, Kevin, I don't know the kids or Malik, but Kevin says great things about him. So for not only him to be a good guy after hearing him, but for to be raising, you know, good young men, it's a tough job. Yeah, yeah. And just to touch on what Steve said, too, about like if you work hard, you'll get what you want. Like, like, like that's not to say there isn't obstacles and things in the way, but it's almost like losing weight, right? Like you can have all these obstacles yes. in the way, but diet and exercise at the end of the day are only it's, – it's just how much diet and exercise. Same thing with hard work. Like, you know, like obviously there are tricks to, to get ahead in life, but, you know, hard work is never going to uh, be bad. <laughs> you'll never Agreed. be worse off for working hard. You're, you're it's one of the things I always – I always tell the wrestler or like my parents and stuff, the greatest thing about wrestling is it teaches you, you know, one, how to accept loss because it happens yeah. unless you're Cal Sanderson. Otherwise it, ha- it happens. And two, uh, most of the time, if you want to get better, there's only one way to it's work harder. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah. There's a lot of things that like hard work can solve and you're right. And it is, you know, to achieve a dream, hard work is necessary. So yeah, very cool. Agreed. And, uh, like uh, like Steve was saying, uh, Keystone Sports Training. We'll have a link for Keystone Sports Training in the description of this episode. A big fan of what Kevin Zebum's doing over there, and you know it's it's uh, he's, it's an important thing what he's doing. And also, I will say this: I've met uh, a couple of Malik's kids as well. You can tell a lot about a parent and a person by how their kids behave, right? And completely kids, agree. Completely his kids agree. Are good kids, you know, and the fact that yep. he's got twelve goodens. That just shows you right there. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a it's a real testament to that guy, you know? Yeah, agreed. So, okay, so let's keep it moving. So, like we said, Malik Harris episode we launched last week. It's available on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work of Perspectives Podcast. And then this upcoming week, we're airing the Vinny Traveline episode, a.k.a. Vinny Ravioli, a.k.a. Homemade Picks Vinny. Uh, he's going to be – it's going to be available again on all podcast platforms and YouTube. We're airing it. It's uh, Tuesday, June fifteenth. So, like, yeah, be, this was a good one too, Matt. <laughs> yeah, this one was really good. Chock full of quotes, I would say, and opinions. It's gonna be fantastic. But yeah, uh, airing Tuesday, June fifteenth, we'll have Vinny Ravioli. It's a really good one. He's kind of one of those guys. He's a homegrown Roxborough guy. He works at TNF Farmers Market, which is this famous deli in Roxborough. Really, really good stuff. He's put out polls and opinions on like the top five cheesesteaks and, and top five yeah. pizza and all that kind of stuff. And then in the fall, he's a big football guy. So he runs a, a YouTube channel called Homemade Picks where he puts out his predictions and picks for football. And the videos are very entertaining. A lot of personality, really good stuff. Pete, when we recorded, what do you remember? What did you think of, uh, of the, when we recorded that? Pretty funny stuff. Oh yeah, it was good. And and Vinny is is a completely different perspective on life. Uh, I wouldn't like not that he's not a hard worker, but uh, he's. I, I think more people should have his outlook on life, where you find something you like and then you do it. You know what I mean? Like he yes. he he knows what he likes. He knows the people he likes, and and he's happy and content. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's where some of some of life's plan of happiness is just like setting up goals, achievable goals, things you want to do, and then when you get yeah. there, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to grind your whole life you don't have to fight you know swim upstream your entire life just find what you're good at find what you like and then stick with it yeah he and people will find out when they listen to the episode but he 
leaves a kind of, you know, office kind of job that was driving him miserable yep, to go yeah. back to a job that if maybe he wasn't making as, I mean, he didn't speak to how much he was making, but you know, it's not as like a secure job as it was. And he goes back to that job because he was sick of being miserable and sick of hating life. And, you know, honestly, that's something, I don't know if you guys have ever had this and I've never experienced it, but I've never had, like, I, when I go to work, I have the mental mind. And I think we all do of like, I'm going there to do the best job I can. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to be good at it because I want to be good at my job because I work hard. Right. But I feel that, you know, I've never had a job where I'm like super excited to go to work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, well, oh, it, man, it, can't wait, you know, but it, it's, so mean, it definitely hit a, it definitely rang true for me as, as someone yeah. who just uh, quit a pretty lucrative profession to go back to school and, and join another profession. Yeah. You know, it, it's like when you're younger and someone says money doesn't buy happiness, you think you're crazy. You know, you, you hear the old Nick Swartzen joke, it, it'll buy you a jet ski. And I've never seen a sad person on a jet ski, but you can yeah. only have so many jet skis. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. So the it, second it, one doesn't make you happier than the first one. Whoever said money doesn't buy happiness is full of fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> to a point, Steve, to uh, a point. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I'm yeah, exactly. I'm not saying it'll, ch- I'm not saying it'll, yeah. uh, it'll get rid of all your problems, but it'll get rid of a lot of them. It'll get rid of the problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think I heard someone I got say. I got a mortgage. I- yeah. All right. So, okay. So let's keep it moving. So like I said, uh, yep, we'll have the Vinny Traveline episode airing next Tuesday, June 15th on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Work the Perspectives Podcast. Now I want to get to a little portion of the weekend popping that the fans love called Recommendation. So the Prince of Party, Party Boy Pete, Party Pants, Pete McCormick, what is your Recommendation for the weekend? So on Friday, we are doing our fantasy football draft recap. So in my fantasy football league, uh, after the season's over, we do a recap party. And then we go through all the rounds again to vote on the worst and best picks of the draft in retrospect. And then the worst picks have to do shots and so on. It's mainly just debauchery. So that's Friday. What? That sounds like a blast. (laughs) Where did you learn about that? Uh, it was just when we came up, we were just like looking for something to do. And we're like, oh man, we're not gonna have another draft for another three months. And we're like, why don't we just do a recap party? Cause we made everyone do shots after these rounds, you know, before the draft. And in retrospect, some of those picks were good. And some of the, so now we're just like th- doing a recap who actually had the best, uh, the draft. Who ended up winning your league? Did you? I came in second and who, who in the league was destroying it at the end of the year? I got blown out by some running back who was putting up like 50 a game and, and I had no chance. So I came in second place. Yeah. I came in second. I was in Alvin Kamara. Like, Kamara. Alvin Kamara. Kamara yeah. just destroyed me. Yeah. He was like mediocre yep. and then went off. Yeah. Second, Fucker had five touchdowns. Yeah. 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 I got second place in one league and third in the other. So. And this yeah. is a two thousand dollar league. We it's like eight people. We do so, a two fifty buy, and so I just lost it on two grand because of that. that oh son of a bitch. my <laughs> god, dude! Yeah, is that nothing will make you hate a guy than losing like a thousand dollars because he couldn't run six more yards to get you the <laughs> fucking points you needed to win? But yeah, no, it's cool. I know in my yeah. draft that I do. So at the Hensel Gracie PA Academy, we do a fantasy league there. And we did the draft we did this year is we're only it's like a a, I forget what it's called, 
but we're only able to draft rookies on our team next year. Ah. So it's pretty exciting. Is it a dynasty league? Like it's a full keeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited to see how that works out. But then uh, then on Saturday, Matt, we're doing a barbecue that got canceled for Memorial Day. Oh, Uh, And then Sunday, it'll be uh, the first Phillies game of the season. First sporting event since COVID for me, going to a Phillies game on Sunday. Who are you going with? Uh, my wife and a couple of friends. It's nice, uh, one of her friends' birthdays, and a couple of other friends wanted to go, so we're just going to meet up. Uh, probably like ten of us, maybe even more. Dude, that's great. All right, nice man. Dude, I can't tell you last time I was at a Phil's game, bro. I can't. I mean, hopefully I can get that. I, dude, I do miss those days. Like, remember, like oh six. When the Phillies weren't that great, and Pat Burrell was like the highlight of the oh, team. Yeah. I mean, Chase was there, and all those guys. But like this Pat the fucking bat was the star of the team. What kind of stunag comment is that? Go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> was this, was pre, pre, uh, this was pre this was pre Chase Oh yeah, was, I guess Jimmy was the best. Yeah. Oh six was when we, we, our first run was in 07. They were all, all the right. squad. Okay, the fuck out of here, Pat, Pat the, the bat. bat. Pat the but, bat was the team captain and was bum. like Pat the bat at. At a time, Pat the Bat was the number one star on and, the Phillies. Uh, no, you uh, when they were the worst team in the league. And uh, the only time he was ever a star was in Miami in his college days. In the MLB, he could suck a fat nut. Do you guys remember when he when he bleached his hair blonde and the uh, the Daily News ran a headline that said uh, "Blonde Bombshell Goes Long"? I'm like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and the only thing the only thing Pat did, I was a big Pat hater. All my friends used to crack up at it, but. The only thing Pat did that was cool, in my opinion, was when we won the World Series. He came down in the Budweiser fucking uh, cart <laughs> joint with his two giant ass bulldogs in the cart with him down Broad Street, which was sick. Nice. Was that, that before was or after AJ Feely stole his girl? Ooh. Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> Mr. Steal Yo, girl in the flesh. Made it, met AJ Feely, FYI. But all right. Well, Matt, so. my, my favorite Philly games were actually when we were in high school and I got my first fake ID. And it was, it was Steve. It was, I don't know if you remember the U.S. Copy Center down on like Spring Garden Street. You would Spring just Garden. write your age down, and it was like the crappiest thing. It had a globe on it, but it had the date. And and we're sitting there, and the guy comes by, and he's you know beer, beer. I'm like, can I get a beer? He's like, do you have ID? I was like, do you take fake IDs? And he said, yep. And I handed him the <laughs> fake ID. That he was scanned it, and just was like, there you go. Yeah, he didn't care. He just had to That's, look. Those like are he the was vet days. Pete, yeah. I had Pete. I also. I also went to that same establishment, and when I when they told me about it, I was like, "This is bullshit." Because I was living on um, Cecil B. Moore in 16th at the time, yeah. so I walk in there, and the guy whips open a book of every state's ID and it's like, "Pick one." I was like, "Really?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "All right, fuck it." So I picked Ohio, right? I fill it all out, and every place I went to accepted it with, without even paying attention, except for the only place I thought I was good. Was remember uh, right at uh, Broad in Susquehanna? There was the USA Deli. Yep, yep, yep. So I went in the USA Deli, and a 13 year old uh, Korean woman looks at my ID <laughs> and immediately notices it's horse shit. It calls her mom over, and her mom comes over and looks at it and starts laughing and throws it back through the door. She said, "No beer for you." Yeah. I was like, "God damn it! What was How does our, it not work here?" What was our spot? Pete, that used to Jay Deli on uh, on Shellham yep. Avenue, right, yes. right before you get to three hundred nine. Yeah, yep. my dad yep. had had his store in the in uh, the northeast, so that, I would drive by it whenever I was working, and I would always I had a cooler in my trunk that was always filled with forties and quarts. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, that was a fun summer. Uh, <laughs> you remember, remember it? 
I remember, I do remember <laughs> this, that the girl I was seeing at the time told me that I had a drinking problem and we were 17. <laughs> she, <laughs> was, was like, she was, she might have been right. I was like, yeah. what? We just have a, having a fucking blast problem, all right? We That's like, I a... do have a drinking problem. This cup's empty. Why don't yeah, you go yeah, fill her up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, dude, yeah, I remember those days. That was fun. All right, so, Stoops, now that you're back with us, what do yep. you have for a recommendation for the weekend? You, you know where I'm going with this. We got UFC middleweight champion superstar the Israel Adesanya going back to 185 for all these assholes out there who are questioning him after a tough fight with a guy who's much larger than him in Jan Blahovich. And it was a tough fight. Yeah, yeah, no problem. He yeah. was able to take him down. And, you know, Adesanya's not that great on the ground. Now, if you think this Vittori guy who's kind of talking a little shit and people think there's a chink in his armor now, they just gave one of the most unique and uh, advanced strikers I've ever seen on the planet. All the incentive in the world to come out and show what he can really do. And I feel bad for this poor Vittori guy because he's about to get the brake speed off him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. What, so I would love this. So for all uh, our fans listening, uh, we do talk a lot about MMA and boxing and fighting and things like that. And I want to introduce a, a new segment. So for the fans out there, if you would like us to create a new segment where it'd be Pete and Steve talking about MMA and their own specialized show, then shout us out on Twitter at Working Peapod and on Instagram at Working Specs Podcast. Let us know if that's something you want to see. And if yes, come up with a name for the segment and we might run it. But we might not. Steve, so fuck you. Is this, uh, is this Nate Diaz's first fight in a while? I'm seeing him on the card. I haven't seen him. Sure him. is. Sure is. And he's fighting, uh, what's his name? Tough opponent, too. Um, Leon uh, Edwards. Yes, Leon Edwards, baby. He Leon's a, a vet. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This the is name, the first the name's too big. Yeah. He's the, dude, ever since the counter fights, he's been like, dude, he's the working man, too. And, and Diaz always had a following because when you want to talk about the, the most non fake people in a fake world, it's the Diaz brothers. Hate them oh, or yeah. love them. They're as real as it gets. <laughs> yeah yeah rich rich is a rich lot of uh owner of enzo gracie pa cam he's a big fan of them boys yeah yep say. they're as he real as they them. get man and yeah. they're and they're Dude, it's hard guys, not to like you them. know and yeah. they're gracie guys yeah. yeah cesar cesar gracie right steve oh and yeah yep and uh i forgot to say too shout out uh so for those of you who have a little mma uh uh, like MMA a little bit. In the, uh, they just came back out with the Ultimate Fighter show. There's a feller on there from Daniel Gracie on a, well, it was American Street in uh, the Badlands of Philly. Andre Petrosky, who uh, wrestled at Springford down in Delaware County and was an absolute monster in high school. I used to work out with him here and there. And Sorry, what was he, his name, Steve? Uh, Andre Petrosky. His, his father was a state runner-up back in the day. He was a state runner-up. And then uh, went down to Gracie's, got really, really tough. Now, he was the number one pick for the guy on the show for um, T-City, uh, Ortega, right? And it's Ortega versus uh, Volkanovsky. What, what's the weight class? So, for them, I think they're 185 or 170. Oh, so there's Petrosky. some big boys. Okay. Petrosky's big, yeah. So, Petros nice. and he's yoked. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Petrosky went out there. They made him fight the first fight. And what did he do? He went out. 
ripped the guy up, threw him on the ground, and did the exact same thing that um, uh, Sean Brady did in his fight where he finished the guy with the one-armed guillotine from the uh, position. Did the same thing. Petrosky went out there, hit him with a good leg kick, stunned him, double-legged him to the ground, threw on one arm, stepped over into a mount, just like Brady and just like the Henzo Gracie guys down there at Daniel Gracie's Academy. Choked this motherfucker unconscious with uh, a guillotine and looked absolutely studly. Now, they can't tell you what happens in the show because they're, you know, they, they, they previously yeah. tape it. Yeah. I, have a, I have a big feeling that Andre's either in the finals or wins this show because he is a fucking monster. So shout no out Andre. Shit. That's my I guy. Watched- in a while but i'm definitely going to be tuning in this season like, oh, yeah. local guy a hell yeah oh yeah. yeah and a guy that i used to like i said there's very few in the in the 12 13 years i've been uh working as a high school wrestling coach and working out with a lot of guys i've seen some beasts come through never ones that could really mess with a grown man because remember they're still high school guys yeah. he was one where even as a 28 year old man where i was in my prime i couldn't handle this kid i was like it was it was depressing it was depressing. Yeah. <laughs> that good. this kid he's a monster yeah monster yeah, when you're that good, you're that good, man, dude. That's sure awesome. Was. Yeah, and yeah, shout out done. American Wrestling. Always, yeah, hell and, yeah. Uh, just to stay on the on the sports theme real quick, because uh, I'm telling you, last week I was in a depression when Embiid with the Minnesota because I thought he was done. Oh. I'm like, there's no way. But you know, I even after losing back, game one, he still put up third. Back, yeah. yeah, he didn't miss a beat. Torn meniscus. He's playing. He's played more minutes than Giannis has played. He's put up what 39 and 40. Nine rebounds and or nine rebounds and then thirteen rebounds and he's just like unstoppable. So I'm back on the wagon. I think they can. I think they're going to take out the Hawks in six and I think they can take out the Nets in seven. I would slow wow. down with the second one, but I like the first one. Wow, I like it. I like but, it. And then just to touch on this because I had not watched. I you know I still watch sports, but I don't watch the post games anymore. Like back in the day, I watched all the post games. Yeah, yeah. I put on the post game after the Sixers for the first time. Jim Lynam's chin strap is like the fucking funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, hell yeah. I'm like, he looks like a leprechaun that hit his gold in Kensington. I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, you look 79. Like, shave the fucking thing off. Yeah, that's, the best, that's the best reference I've ever heard. A leprechaun that hit its gold in Kensington. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take a wild guess and say if he goes back, that gold's not there anymore. Yeah. No. Somebody yeah. got to it. Yeah, that gold's been shot up. Yeah, it's already it's already at the scrap yard getting changed in. Yeah. Yeah, someone took that gold and put it right up their arm if it's in Kensington. Yeah. Or they use it to cap their teeth. There's many girls. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm with that. That's hilarious. Well, Damn, if you're a little Uzi funny. Vert, you'll just melt it down and somehow stick it in your forehead. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know these kids these days with their weird hair and their I hate gold. these fucking kids. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Can I just say one thing? Uh, yeah. Again, we you all can know say this. a lot of things. We all know this. I'm an asshole. But <laughs> what is it with the fucking dudes painting their fingernails nowadays? What yeah, is the fingernail is that a thing? What is the? Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. Like dudes what? do it. Like <laughs> a lot of dudes. I know. Like I back in the day, it was like the emo thing. Uh, right. No, you were Marilyn Manson. That's it. There was Marilyn Manson. If you're with them, you painted your nails and, you know, but there was guys, up. but there was guys that would paint like one fingernail or two fingernails. Yeah. Right. What famous, what famous UFC fighter used to paint his nails? I believe his toenails. I have no fucking clue. He has to Chuck be an American. Iceman Liddell. Yep, of course. <laughs> he Thank would yours. paint his toenails. Yeah. I think he did it to try and get people to fight him at bars. Like he thought that if he put on like nail polish, people would talk shit to him. Wow. His story. Did you ever watch that? Uh, did you ever watch the little uh, 30 by 30 with him and Tito? 
No, no I haven't. So it's really good because I didn't know his little background. But uh, real quick, his uh, so the reason why he was so tough, you know, he was raised out in the middle of nowhere with like kind of like a hillbilly background with his grandmother yeah. and his grandfather. The, yeah. I don't know what the parent story was. I forget. But the grandfather was a street wise guy for the Genovese family in Brooklyn. So he was an old school like leg breaking. Like, yes, yeah. yes. So that's wow. where Chuck said he got his. That's where Chuck said he got his toughness from. He said my grandfather was the toughest man I've ever met, and wow. physically like just an animal. And there was like he was saying there was a time there was a bigger kid in like the neighborhood was picking on him and like slamming Chuck around. He was like three, four years older, and his grandfather would not let him back into the house until he went and fought him. <laughs> the old school. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And you're talking like the you're talking like the prime of the mob. So you're talking like 1930s Brooklyn was his grandfather walking around yeah. the streets collecting <laughs> yeah. debts and yeah. Oh yeah, he's like he's, he's, uh, he's like Ben Affleck and the accountant. Yes, Jesus. Yeah, he, Chuck Liddell doing some real shit. Him and mm-hmm. John, him and John A. Light hanging out. Yeah, right, right. Shout so shout out. Uh, I have been listening to that lately. John A. Light. He was a former right hand man of uh, John Gotti. Mm-hmm. Uh, was John Gotti Genovese family too? Uh, no, they were, um, they were, uh, uh, God, he's uh, kind of uh, weird. Cause he wasn't actually in the mob. He just ran a union that the mob would, uh, use the, the, the lawn to their money. Gotti, right. Or am not, no. or am I thinking of, uh, yeah, you're I'm thinking, thinking of the, Jimmy Hoffa. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, Gotti yeah, yeah. Was Hoffa. Absolutely a boss. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, yeah. He was a boss. Not, uh, not, uh, the, uh, not the Columbos. Um, oh my God. I cannot think of this. This is going to piss me off. Anyway. Yeah. 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 He was, it was uh, the Boyardees, uh, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. It was the spaghetti marinara family. But remember, he became the boss of bosses, so he was the boss of uh, the biggest True. family of the five. Yeah, and he, he everybody. His, his right hand man is an Albanian American named John A. Light. So look it up. But yeah, uh, he has a show right, now that's pretty good. That was after Sammy the Bull, though. Sammy the Bull was his right hand man who ended up telling on him, and his underboss and his number one guy. That was his number one hitman. Okay, yeah, you're right. Number one hitman was A. Light, and then the biggest right. rat in the history of rats was his right hand man, <laughs> <laughs> Sammy the Bull, dude. That mob, yeah, that mafia stuff is pretty interesting when they get oh, into yeah. it, like the stuff they talk about. They have some good shit. You know who else has a really good show? Chaz Palminteri show is really. Good. I bet he's the man. Yeah, yo, that shit, about is still, Bronx Tale. that shit so is good. still super, super real. Like, uh, so I, uh, my ex girlfriend, uh, her whole family born and raised in South Philly, so I was living in South mm-hmm. Philly for years with her and like all her aunts, uncles, cousins. And there was a little incident where a guy outside on Wolf in 17th, there's uh, I don't want to name the establishment, but there's an establishment by there. That's a, uh, don't go in. If you don't know the people type yeah, of place, if you're not part of the club. Yes, yeah. yes. You don't go in. Right. I went in there like yeah. an asshole one time to buy a six pack. I, I asked the guy for a six pack of Bud Light. He looked at me like I was a fucking idiot. And then he goes, uh, now I can see that he has no idea where the beer even is. He's like walking around looking. He finds it. I put a $20 bill up on the counter. And in South Philly, you can get a six pack for like $8. I yeah. put a $20 bill on the counter. He takes it and says, thanks. And just walks away. I was like, <laughs> like note taken, note taken. You're like, I won't yep, be back. That, yeah, gotcha. that was me. That's on but me. Got, I'm going to take, got, yeah. A local bookie got murdered outside of there, right? Yeah. Like 30 bullets in a blah, blah, blah. So I come down the street. It's like two blocks, three blocks away from where we live. So I come walking down and I see her cousins who are older and they're in like one's in the DA's office. The other's dad was like a political guy. So their names hold a lot of weight in the area. I come down. I'm like, yo, how about that shooting? They were like, Shh. like, stop fucking yelling about it. I was like, are you serious? I was like, I should still, we can't even, what the fuck? Yeah. It's, it's 2015. Somebody, it, yeah. What the hell? 
can't even bring it up. They're like, no, because the guy that shot him is actually right over there. He lives yeah. right here. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. all right, all right. I'll yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, hey, all right. Yeah, he owns, uh, he's making some Shifadels right now. Yeah, hey. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming to the top of time here. So, Party Boy Pete, anything you want to say to the peeps before we send them off to the weekend? Uh, just, um, you know. Party on party people. Party on party people from the Prince of Partying himself, Party Boy Pete McCormick. And Schwap Game, what do you got for the peeps before we take off? For one of my, a quote from one of my favorite humans on the face of the earth, a little guy named David Goggins. Stay hard, motherfuckers. Stay hard, motherfuckers. (laughs) David Goggins, if you haven't seen him, look him up. Inspirational story. Really good. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Great interviews on Rogan, too. Really Incredible human. The guy didn't know how to swim going to the Navy SEALs and passed and became a SEAL. He didn't know how to fucking swim. Yeah. Yeah. Really inspirational story. That's a good way to do it. And he was 300 pounds with sickle cell when he was younger, and they told him he wouldn't be shit. And he said, oh, for real? Then he became an Army Ranger and a Navy SEAL. It, did both. He, he uh, and also he didn't know how to swim because he was afraid of water. Yes. Well, that, that's a problem when you're a seal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but he got over that, and now he, he like, dude, he has like videos online of him like he's the man uh, hog tying himself and then jumping into like a river he's and the having man. to escape. Yeah, he's not. His, his videos are almost to the point where you think it's a joke, but it's not a joke. Because he's like, I, t- I woke up this morning, and you know what? I didn't feel good, and it was raining and cold, and my knees hurt. And I was like, I'm not going to jog. And then I said to my inner bitch, fuck that. And I did it. And I'm doing it now. So stay hard, motherfucker. <laughs> like, hell yeah, Calkins. Yeah, that'll get you fucking motivated. Uh, so, yeah. all right. So this has been another episode of the Working Perspectives Podcast Weekend Poppin'. I'm Matt Lavelle, accompanied by Party Boy Pete McCormick and stunning Steve Cabot. You can find us on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast and hang out with us on the Twitter and the Tiki Talk at Working P Pod. If you'd like to be a guest, please email us at workingperspectives at gmail.com. All right, this is the end of the episode. Have a great weekend. See you. Thanks. Bye. Do you have a message or a story inside of you that you've been waiting to tell? Have you always dreamed of writing a book but are intimidated by the complexities of the book publishing world? Perhaps you want to use a book to launch your public speaking or consulting career. If so, please reach out to Scott and Bell Publishing, located right here in beautiful Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Scott and Bell Publishing handle all genres and authors with all experience levels. Scott and Bell Publishing gives authors 100% creative freedom and a higher royalty split. They can be found at www.skotbell.com. That's www.s is in Sam, K is in Kite, O is in October, E is in Tom, B is in Boy, E is in Edward, L is in Larry, L is in Larry.com. That's Scott Bell Publishing, where the authors go.
Solid like, share, and subscribe. Working perspectives.